Hello friends, Mel Hyatt here with the Single Mom Cast. This is the final episode of our series called Thoughtful. It's time to discover how all of the thoughts we've learned about bring us to a place of gratefulness. We'll learn how creating memorial moments in our lives will allow us to remember all of the things that God has done for us. And finally, we'll understand how to turn those memories into gratefulness as we learn to capture our thoughts. Arise Moms, enjoy this final word from our friend, Ashley Engel. My youngest son's birth was a scary experience. He was turned incorrectly and the umbilical cord was wrapped around his neck. There was a shift change in the middle of my labor and some information was missed. I hadn't had an epidural yet, so there was no time to do a C-section. My doctor arrived just in time to deliver my son. I will never forget the sound of him crying for the first time. It took him a minute, and I remember waiting in absolute terror until I heard him. The relief and the joy I felt when he cried is something I haven't experienced since. What's really beautiful is that my husband and I had already chosen his name before his birth. We had chosen the Hebrew name, Asher, which means blessed and happy, or endowed with divine favor and protection. Asher's birth is one of my memorial moments. Moments when I remember with gratitude what God has done for me. Moments when I cannot deny that it was God working in my life. I have a handful of these that I keep close to my heart and that I share with other people. Reflecting on them with gratitude never fails to pull me out of my negative, earthly thoughts. I need this practice in my life during all seasons. Because sometimes, during difficult seasons in my life, God's goodness is overshadowed by my pain, and I'm quick to forget what He's done for me. And on the flip side, during the good times in my life, I'm sometimes distracted by all that I have, and I'm quick to forget what God has done for me. The miracles, the encounters, the provision, the people God has placed in my path who have ministered to me or to whom I have ministered. Those really beautiful times when I've been saved or healed or joyful. Yes, thinking grateful thoughts about what God has done for us is a powerful tool. And we're shown this in scripture. Turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 4. Here we find a speech that Moses gives to the people he has led through the wilderness. They've been together for years, decades in fact. They're just about to reach their goal of getting to the promised land. But Moses isn't going to be able to go with them. He knows his time on earth is coming to a close. So he delivers a passionate sermon to the people he has led for so long. For this passage, I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. As we read, know that the main thing Moses wants the people to do here is remember with gratitude what God has done. So starting in verse 9, he says, But watch out! Be careful never to forget what you yourself have seen. Do not let these memories escape from your mind as long as you live, and be sure to pass them on to your children and grandchildren. Now let's skip ahead to chapter 8, verse 10. 
When you've eaten your fill, be sure to praise the Lord your God for the good land he's given you. But that is the time to be careful. Beware that in your plenty, you do not forget the Lord is your God and disobey his commands, regulations, and decrees that I'm giving you today. For when you've become full and prosperous and have built fine homes to live in, and when your flocks and herds have become very large and your silver and gold have multiplied along with everything else, be careful. Do not become proud at that time and forget the Lord your God who rescued you from slavery in the land of Egypt. Do not forget that he led you through the great and terrifying wilderness with its poisonous snakes and scorpions where it was so hot and dry. He gave you water from the rock. He fed you with manna in the wilderness, a food unknown to your ancestors. He did this to humble you and test you for your own good. He did all this so you would never say to yourself, I have achieved this wealth with my own strength and energy. Remember the Lord your God. He is the one who gives you power to be successful in order to fulfill the covenant he confirmed to your ancestors with an oath. Moses has been with these people for a long time. He knows that these people are going to get busy and successful and distracted and that they will forget what God has done for them. And so in some of his final words to them, he says, Do not forget the things your eyes have seen or let them fade from your heart as long as you live and share them with other people. God is a good God. Psalm 34, 8 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. God loves you and he blesses you all the time and he wants to keep blessing you. Sometimes like the people Moses was talking to, we forget to remember. Thinking grateful thoughts leads to gladness and celebrating in our lives, and it also affects others. Remember that Moses told his people to teach the things they had seen to their children and to their children after them. Psalm 9-1, I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. We can't sit on this information. It is a powerful way to show others that God is real and that he desperately loves his people. Our practical step for you today has two parts. I want to ask you to think gratefully about your own life and the things God has done for you. These are your memorial moments. I want to be really sensitive here and acknowledge that some of you watching may have had some really difficult stories. And you may be thinking, I don't know what God has done for me. And this may feel like a painful thing to ask you to do a deep dive into your past. I can promise you that God has been working in your life, whether you believe in him or not, whether you see it yet or not. The very fact that you're watching this video is evidence that the Holy Spirit is drawing you closer. So maybe lean into that. Sit down in a quiet place, as quiet as you can get it, if you have kids or other roommates, you can ask them to have reading time or watch a cartoon and go into your closet for a bit. Shut the door and just think about your life as far back as you can remember. Take a pen and some paper and start listening. Maybe your birth was difficult, but you survived. 
Maybe God placed a special person in your life when you needed them, a friend, a mentor, a teacher. Maybe God spoke to you through a book, a person, a podcast. Maybe you or someone you love was healed or rescued from a dangerous situation. I don't know your story, but I do know that God has been working in your life. Keep this list handy the next time negative thoughts overwhelm you. Think grateful thoughts about your memorial moments. Thank God for taking care of you in the past and acknowledge that he will continue to do it. The second part of this practical step is for you to commit to sharing one or more of these with someone else as a powerful testimony to God's faithfulness and work in your life. Thank God for his work and pray that he will use that encounter to bring that person closer to wholeness through life in him. No matter who you choose to tell, make sure your children and your children's children know about the way God has worked in your life. It is so important for our kids to see faith in action in order for it to become real for them. Even if you didn't grow up in a household where people believed in Jesus, you can change the story for your kids. You can begin a legacy of faith for your family. The stories you choose to tell your kids about God's goodness could lead them to accept Jesus. Every year on his birthday, I tell my son Asher the story of his birth. I tell him about how scary and potentially dangerous it was, about how God protected both of us, how he orchestrated the events of that day, how, how my doctor arrived right on time. I tell him that his name was divinely inspired and that he is blessed. I tell him that God watched over him on his birthday and that he must have big plans for his life. His favorite part of the story is the moment I heard him cry for the first time. How when I heard it, I was more grateful to God than I had ever been. He's heard it so many times, he can tell it better than I can. Because I have told him, he sees that God is real to me, and I can see now that he's becoming real to Asher. As we close out our time together, I want to reflect on our study. I've discussed what it means to have the mind of Christ. That means that the Holy Spirit leads us to think kingdom thoughts, thoughts that allow us to look beyond what we can see here. Kingdom thoughts may seem upside down to us at first, but the more we train ourselves to think spiritually about earthly things, the easier it will become for us to do it. Then I talked about joyful thoughts. This joy is James joy, the kind we see in James 1, verse 2. It's not an emotion, but a deep-seated contentment that comes from knowing God is good. He is always working for our good, even in the dark times. We looked at the story of Paul and Silas in prison to illustrate this point. Next came hopeful thoughts. Here we saw that nothing we face can compare to the future hope we have because of Jesus. Being confident that the best is literally yet to come makes us a people of relentless hope. I talked about how the kingdom of heaven is not fully realized, but that it will be when Jesus comes back again. In the book of Revelation, we saw that in the new heavens and the new earth, there will be no more tears, no more pain, no more mourning, and no more death. We have so much to look forward to. 
And today, we talked about how thinking grateful thoughts about what God has done for us assures us that He is faithful to care for us. It's so important for us to tell others about the good He has done in our lives so that they might believe. We tell our children and our children's children in order to begin or continue a legacy of faith in our families. I want to read a verse as one last encouragement for you today. This one comes from Paul again. It's Philippians 4.8. He says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Please pray with me. Dear God, thank you so much for this time together. Thank you for the technology that allows us to join in the study and celebration of your word. As we seek to know you better, I pray that you will transform our minds so that we may have the mind of Christ. I pray for an awareness of your Holy Spirit as we think beyond our earthly troubles in a spiritual way. I pray that we will be a people of relentless joy and hope and that others will see those things in us. Anytime negative thoughts threaten to take over, may we direct our thoughts to you. And God, I praise you and remember with gratitude all of the good you have done in our lives. You are faithful and good. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you have enjoyed this series called Thoughtful by Ashley Engle. For more info or to access the video Bible study and questions that go along with these lessons, go to arisesinglemoms.com. Thanks for listening to the Single Momcast by Arise Ministries.